You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anchors podcast. Um, today, I'm doing something a little different. I started recording this segment uh, with a buddy of mine, Mr. Mocha, uh, fellow stag and bull in a lifestyle, and we just wanted to shoot the shit. He and I talk all the time on the phone, and we're like, you know what? We should record these sometimes. So what we started doing was using Twitter spaces and hosting the segment called Bullshit. Now, not bullshit like the full word bullshit but bullshit as in the shit that bulls talk about so this is what you're about to hear is my first attempt at doing that so there are a few little technical and sound snafus uh in this recording um but mind you after the first few minutes everything gets ironed out there's some echo in some point and um you know, you'll hear some little bells and chimes going off but uh for the most part we get that taken care of so Hopefully you'll enjoy it. It'll become a regular segment on the Keys and Anklets podcast. So without further ado, I present to you the first installment of Bullshit. Enjoy. You hear me okay? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Crystal clear. All right, so we golden. So as everyone can see, we decided to uh, <laughs> call this Bullshit. And then the shit that bulls talk about. So I guess me and D just going kind of riff on some things. But if anybody has a question, just what do you do? I guess what? Raise your hand. <laughs> You're going to have to walk me through this, brother. Well, no, we just, you know, start the conversation. You know, they no one's going to respond to they know what we're talking about. <laughs> you want to pick up where we left off earlier today? That was pretty interesting. Maybe oh. we should start from the beginning. Absolutely. No, we were talking about, uh, what would you call it? I guess personal responsibility? Uh, yeah, so we, we were talking about, um, we've had a few people ask us, talk to us about the fact that, you know, the, a wife and a bull started having some uh, inappropriate interactions. And uh, we were trying to, determine who we thought bared the responsibility for that. Okay. And it was, I guess what we were talking about is it's, it's a mixture and we were kind of going back and forth on who that responsibility lies with, whether it's the couple, more specifically the wife or the bull. And I want to give you the floor first because coming where you were coming from, you felt that the, bulk of the responsibility led, uh, lied with the wife. So you want to kind of talk on that to kind of give the people an idea of how you arrived at that conclusion? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give them a, um, a background. So recently we spoke to a gentleman, and uh, he, he and his wife were in a relationship. Uh, they met a bull, and then the wife wound up Long story short, she wound up cheating with the bull behind the husband's back. And he felt like the bull, he was more upset with the bull than he was his wife. 
And my take on it was, I don't understand how the bull, how he felt the bull was responsible because he's not married to the bull. He doesn't share life with the bull. He doesn't have kids with the bull. He doesn't pay bills with the bull. In my opinion, it was the wife's responsibility to identify when she let this fantasy go too far and and cut it off. Hold on, somebody requested something. I'm just trying to stay on top of this. <laughs> I can't see who requested. I think they clicked back off. Okay. So, I mean, I, I definitely agree uh, with, with what you said. And I guess in the conversation that we had earlier, I had to get out of my own headspace because one thing you kept saying was, we can't look at this with the way we would handle it. You know? Yeah. And, and I know that that was something that I personally was guilty of was like, I know that everybody's not going to see things the way that, you know, that you and I see them or other experienced bulls are, are, are going to see them. And what we're talking about was the fact that even though there are ethics involved in navigating this lifestyle, especially as a bull, the truth of the matter is not everybody has them. You know, not everybody is, is, is looking out for what is in the best interest of the couple. And so, uh, kind of piggybacking on what D was saying, that therefore puts the burden on the couple to keep a watchful eye. And for the husband to know his wife well enough to know when she's in over her head. Would you say that's about what you were saying? Like to know when she's in over her head to kind of keep her from getting in those situations? Well, <clears throat> I, I, so I, from, from my standpoint, it really comes down to you. Kind of, I, I kind of start at the beginning. All right. When you decide to allow someone into your, your bedroom or your fantasy, I believe the conversation should start out understanding that although in a perfect world, the person who you allow into your fantasy is going to be very upfront with the husband. And if the wife gets too attached, because I have had quite a few situations in the past where a wife has gotten too attached and I had to kind of reel her in, but I know a lot of guys are not going to reel her in. And truth be told, it's not their responsibility to reel someone's wife in because this fantasy is between her and her husband and the bull is just an addition. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, if, if it gets to the point where she's created an attachment behind her husband's back, <clears throat> that is something that, to me, it's not an accident. You don't accidentally create a secret attachment. We know that there are couples who will have a bull that they are both very close with and everyone is aware of what's going on. So they may form an attachment, which is okay but that attachment has to be something that they both agree upon. In this particular situation, the wife formed this attachment and the husband felt like 
the attachment that she formed was behind his back, which it was. And he was a really good guy. And the guy just had. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So this, that particular situation, um, the wife and the bull got really cozy. The bull was asking her to do things that were inappropriate behind the husband's back. And the wife went along with those things. And for me, he felt like the wife and the bull both bared equal responsibility for for what happened. And I personally strongly feel that even though I want the guy that's fucking my wife to keep me informed, okay, that's not his responsibility. It's her responsibility. He's not a part of our fantasy. I mean, when you invite someone into your fantasy, it's only, he's only a part of that fantasy because his fantasy just so happens to align with the fantasy that you and your wife have created. You know, you don't bend your fantasy around the bull. That's not how it works. So as far as I was concerned, I felt like she bared the responsibility and the fault was hers. And the husband and I had a great conversation. Like I said, he loves his wife. And he didn't want, because of the love he had for his wife, he did not want to assign that responsibility to her. Yeah, I can, I can yeah, see I can somebody thinking that. And then I, I had another gentleman reach out to a very similar situation. Hold on for where one second. It was, Hold on, just on that previous example. long as nobody else is hearing it, I guess it's cool. You said that it was the bull that got the wife to do something behind her husband's back, or was the wife that wanted the bull to do something behind her husband's back? I mean, and it, no, I'm saying, but in the example that you just gave, I mean, yeah, it was. So it was the the bull who was requesting that she she did stuff that you know without without his consent. Okay, well, just to speak on that before you before you go on to the next one because this kind of ties back into what you and I were talking about earlier. In a case like that, remember how I was talking about the red flags, like you know, as a couple. You have to be keep your eyes open to red flags, like things that guys will do or say that will let you know that, okay, this isn't the right person for us. And so when I hear something like that, you know, like the couple has to be a team. Like if the guy, in other words, if the bull says something to the husband that that doesn't jive, then the husband needs to bring that to his wife. Like, hey, this guy said No, no, this, if the bull and, says something to the wife... No, no, I'm saying if, if, if he says something to either one of them, like what I'm saying is the couple has to kind of be united in that. Because like, like you said, sometimes the bull is going to say something to the wife and not the husband. So how is the husband going to know what the bull said unless the wife tells him? And, and exactly. conversely, if the bull says something to the husband, then it's up to the husband to tell the wife. So that's what I meant when I said they have to kind of be a team and, and, mm -hmm. and, and work together. Like, hey, I had a conversation with so-and-so today. He had something that he said something that rubbed me the wrong way, or the wife says, "Hey, I had a conversation with so and so today, and he says something that I really didn't like." 
as but so the and, responsibility goes back to the couple again. Absolutely, absolutely. But it, it ties into what we were talking about earlier about the red flags. I mean, in other words, when they spot a red flag, they have to talk about that. I mean, mm-hmm. figure out, okay, what are we going to do about this red flag? Are we going to overlook it? Are we going to confront him about it? Or are we just going to send him a message and be like, hey, we don't think this is going right. Just lose the number. You know what I'm saying? But how are we going to address it when it, when it pops up? Because if you're in this lifestyle long enough, you're going to encounter red flags. Absolutely. I mean, just like as a bull, I mean, you're going to encounter a red flag on a couple. You know what I'm saying? And it's up as a bull, it's up to us to figure out, okay, do I want to continue dealing with these people or do I just want to pull the plug on it now? But in the case that you gave, there was a red flag there, but the wife didn't, she didn't act on it. She didn't do anything. She didn't tell her husband. So automatically that's, that's, that's to me, that's fucked up behavior. Like he said something to you and you let what he say kind of supersede what you should have been telling your husband. Yeah. And that's why I say that the responsibility always falls back onto in that, in that situation, it would have been the wife, but mm-hmm. either way, the, the, the two people who are married, those are the people who have the responsibility of communication because there's always going to be, like I always say, if I want every single guy that fucks my wife to fall in love with my pussy. Okay. I want, I'll tell her, you should fuck this guy so good that he wants to take you from me. All right. Now, if he can take you from me or if he can make you do something that's inappropriate or if he can get you to be intimate with him. And to me, intimacy is if you're willing to share information with him that you won't share with me, then you're being intimate with that guy. Now, if she does that, when everything else goes downhill, she's at fault. Okay, that that's just that's just how I feel. Because had the communication stayed strong, they could have worked it out. Because you're going to get bulls who are going to try and they're going to they're going to attempt to step over the line. Because it's human nature to push boundaries. It's the nature of human beings. It's what the fuck we do. So when the bull tries to push one of your boundaries, you're supposed to go back to your husband and say, "Okay, honey." He wants to do this. I know we didn't discuss it, or I know we told him we don't do this, but he asked me anyways. And now you can have a united front and say, hey, so-and-so, we've had this discussion, and by you bringing this up to my wife, you're putting us in a situation where we got to either A, not deal with you, or B, we're going to have to do better. And by the way, now you know that my wife tells me everything. Exactly. That bull is going to stop. But if, if a guy can go to your wife and whisper sweet nothings into her ear and she doesn't bring it back to you, because from the cuck standpoint, if he allows her to go out and have a date on her own and have sex, his part of this fantasy is the play by play. And if she denies him that, and that's not a part of their game or part of their fantasy, now she's she's holding out, and I'm just saying this from the standpoint of a bull. I've had over the years several couples that I've played with where they come to my house, and the husband says, "Okay, I just want footage from beginning to end." And I can't tell you how many times a wife who I've played with for a while comes over and says, "Hey, um, how about 
we fuck for a little while and then we turn the camera on. Okay. Now, me personally, because me, I may really like this 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 woman and I've had a built a relationship with her husband and I don't want to fuck that up. I understand that I can say, hey, we're not going to do that because we don't want to ruin something good and don't put me in that position. Mm-hmm. But 99% of the bulls out there, they're going to fuck her and then turn the camera on later. But that's when things begin to spiral downhill when you do small things because small things always get bigger because it's human nature to push boundaries. And I've had to cut off relationship with couples because the wife has gotten too attached because she, she had, she got selfish and she was trying to cut him out of the, the, cut him out of the fantasy, you know, and either way, even had I, even had I turned the camera off, still, it's not my fault. It's her fault. Mm -hmm. She's married to that guy. I'm not. You know what I mean? Now that's just not my style because it's easier for me to be direct and honest. And, but I mean, I know, I know plenty of guys. And in fact, this particular couple, I had a buddy of mine who I introduced them to, who he also played with her. And I mean, they got, they gone so far because honestly, because she was a, <laughs> a habitual line stepper, <laughs> I kind of stopped. <laughs> I stopped playing with her just because I liked her husband. You know, he was a real cool guy. I mean, it's like, dude, you wife is super fucking sexy. You've been letting me fuck her for a year. And she keeps trying to get me to do things that we shouldn't do. Hey, I'm gonna get a hotel room. Why don't you come over? Sure. Let me call your husband real quick. Oh, well, you don't have to call him. He knows. Well, then you don't care if I call him. Oh, well, he doesn't know, but you know, he won't mind. It'll turn him on. Like what I was like, fucking boo boo the fool. Knock it off. So when I kind of, because it's not it's, it's not my it's not my job to snitch on her, but I'm not gonna be a part of it. And I mean, she got into a situation where she wound up the guy who I introduced her to. She wound up fucking this guy without a condom, and then she had a pregnancy scare. You know, so from my standpoint, had she done what she was supposed to do the entire time, which by the way they they are out of the lifestyle, they've been out of lifestyle for years because she was a habitual line stepper. And that's her fucking husband. He's not dumb. <laughs> you know, he he's not stupid. He knows her habits and patterns. And when she gets off, he can tell. And finally, he just said, "Hey, we can't do this anymore," which almost cost them their marriage. Now, there's definitely those those uh, you know those those horror stories out there. And like you said, I'm not going to snitch on you, but I don't appreciate you putting me in this situation. I mean, putting me in this position. You know, and unfortunately, not every bull comes to the table with ethics. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, in a perfect world, all bulls would be stand-up guys. But, you know, this is an imperfect world that we live in. And that's why when I talk about these things, I try to implore the couples the things that they should look out for. But that's with the understanding that they're working together as a team. Like, they're both looking out for red flags because it, it doesn't work if only one of them is doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's got to be a united front. If it's not a united front, then the looking out for red flags 
is now twice as difficult because you only have one set of eyes on it. And especially if it's only the husband that's looking because most of the time, you know, he might not be present. I mean, and we both know, you know, dudes in this lifestyle, that, that pillow talk game is mean. <laughs> yeah. That pillow, that pillow talk game can be dangerous. And if you don't have that layer of trust and understanding, like you said, you know, the rapport that you have with the husband, the respect that you have for the husband, because I think that if you respect him, then you're not going to be privy to anything like that. You're not going to bring any negative energy into their marriage because you respect them. I'm saying even if you don't, even if he's not your kind of dude, if you still respect him, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to bring that. But sometimes that respect isn't, that, that respect isn't there. I'm saying, and that's why, you know, couples have to be on point with looking out. Because like I said, you know, it's like we talked about earlier, using the Vegas analogy. You got the bull sitting at the table. You got the couple sitting at the table. The amount that the couples are pushing to the center of the table that pile is a lot bigger than what the bull is pushing to the center of the table. In other words, the couples are risking a lot more than what the bull is risking. Yeah, I mean, I think they risk more and they gain more at the same time, you know. And and I do feel, I mean, I'm not just going to beat up on the ladies here because, you know, when it comes to, to – I've had far more husbands push me away from a situation just being – fucking stupid than wives like you have the husband who's trying to manipulate you to make his wife do some shit that she don't want to do you got the husband who's trying to play mind games and it's like i know i I play dumb but i'm a pretty sharp guy you know when you're trying to use jedi mind tricks on me and the wife and you're like oh well you know go ahead and fuck her without a condom i'm like this she'll like no first of all how about we all talk together or, you know, the husband saying, hey, why don't you talk my wife into doing this? Like, no, dude, you, you need to communicate shit with your wife because now you're making me, you're trying to make me go and ask your wife to do something behind your back. So either A, you're testing her loyalty using me, or B, if I go and try to make her do something behind your back, now she's looking at me like a shady fuck. So either way, I mean, I've definitely had more husbands make me say, okay, this is too much for me. Like this is, this is way too much. I mean, first things first, you and your wife need to need to communicate, you know, and this is why when people come to me and say, Hey, I want to get into, you know, I've, I've had guys, I have guys all the time say, look, I want to be a cuck. All right. My wife's okay with it. How do we do this? Step one, communicate. And when I say communicate, understand day one of being you know, a cuckold couple, you're not necessarily going to be into the extreme wild shit. But you know, when you're talking about doing this, you have a vision in your mind of where you eventually want to get to. And that vision in your mind is something that before you bring someone into your bedroom, you should be able to be honest with your wife. All right. You know, you and I have, have, have dealt with the guys who they know that, you know, they say, oh, well, I just want to watch. But when you're talking to them, they're telling you about the type of porn they watch. Okay, well, you know, I love 
to see the cleanup porn and things like this. And it's like, so really that's your fantasy long-term, but you're not, you don't have the ability to be honest with your wife. You don't have to start doing that tomorrow, but at least, you know, it, it's a roadmap. You can't really, you can't go on a road trip unless you know the destination, unless you know where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you and your wife, just, you should be able to talk to your wife and say, honey, what turns you on about this? This is what turns me on about it. And that's the hard conversation that they have to have because most of your new couples, your new cut couples, you have the guy who's still trying to put on this certain air for his wife and, oh, I don't want her to think this. And oh, I don't want nobody to think I'm soft. Like, dude, first of all, calm down. No one's going to think you soft. Number one. Number two, this is a fantasy between you and your wife. And if you select the right bull, that bull. But you and your wife first have to know where you want to be. After that, when you first meet your the bull, you need to, like you said earlier, a lot of, a lot of these husbands will spend more time, my husband's couples will spend more time trying to research a refrigerator than they will to do they're letting fuck their wife or to do that, that they're calling the bull. Because 90% of these guys out here who use a title as a bull are not bulls. They're manicorns. They're, they're, they're dudes who will come and fuck your wife, but they don't understand the dynamic. They don't understand what you're trying to get out of it. They don't understand that during, during the moment, it's a scene. And no matter how submissive the husband may be or what level of humiliation he wants during that scene, outside of that scene, he's not the same person. All right. Most of these guys don't know this. And so I had an email the other day of a guy saying, well, you know, we experienced a few guys, but I really don't think they were bulls. You're correct. If you're not sure he's a bull, he's not a bull. <laughs> you know, he's just somebody that, that, that came and gave your, your wife a, a, a mediocre to really good fuck. But if he's not a bull, he doesn't know how to include you. He doesn't know how to, to, to understand that there are two fans, there's two people that you have to supply the fantasy to, whether it be, okay, I fucked your wife, but later on, I'm going to talk to you and you're going to get off when we're planning the next event that get your shit off. You know, there's certain things that people aren't aware of. These guys aren't aware of. So doing a little bit of research and homework, once you and your wife has decided what you want, once the bull comes in, you know that he's a bull with at least some experience and you sit down and the first thing you should try to do is scare this fucker away. Okay. The wildest shit that's in your head, you tell him that's the shit that you would like to do. Now, if it's not something that you can do, that's fine. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with you, but I want you to at least know where we want to get to. Now, a real bull is going to say, listen, I'll do this, this, and this, but I won't do that. And now you guys can actually step into this arrangement. Everything is very clear. Everything is clear. You get to know the husband and wife will tell you how far can we push your boundaries? What level of who get who gets to, to, to speak to you? Is it the wife who's going to be saying things to you? Do you want the bull to join in and say things to you? Do you just want to sit there and have that sensation of feeling like your wife's cheap? What do you want? And if that happens, they start off correctly. But I can guarantee you, if you talk to 100 couples who 
start off in this lifestyle that maybe two or three will say that they had that level of communication before their first experience, hell, before their first five experiences. Yeah, most of them don't. I mean, I say that, you know, quite a bit on my podcast, which is, you know, there's a big difference between a bull and a guy that just wants to fuck your wife. I mean, and, and the couple has to determine which one they want for a particular situation. Because sometimes all you may need is a, is a guy to fuck your wife. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you might require someone who's bringing more of those bull intangibles to the table. But like you said, it's, it's that communication. And what it reminds me of when I see couples getting into this lifestyle, the newer couples, you know, it's like, you know, Christmas morning, you know, you got kids, you open up the gift for them. It requires some assembly and you got husbands that are just trying to put it together and they don't ever look at the instructions. And next thing you know, there's mm-hmm. like some, some screws and, and connectors, you know, sitting in the pile that didn't get used, but they should have been used. You know what I'm saying? And now you're sending your child out there to ride that bike or that big wheel to play with that toy, and it's not assembled correctly, meaning something bad could happen because you didn't take the time to read the instructions. Well, in this case, the instructions are the level of communication you have with your wife or with your husband before you embark on this journey, like, okay, what are we looking to get out of this? What do we want? What do we don't want? What are we going to do yeah. when we encounter something? In other words, what's our plan? What are we going to do in the event that this person is not who we want? How are we going to handle that? How are we going to let this uh-huh. guy down? What is our exit strategy if I'm not getting a good vibe and we're all sitting in the bar or restaurant? You know what I'm saying yep. like the movie, what was it, Mr. Mom, where it was like, hey, Aunt Agnes isn't feeling well. Like that was the code. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were, they were going to the event like, hey, if, if this is not going well, we're going to pull the Aunt Agnes. You know, so it's yep. like have, have some kind of exit strategy and, and you know, not, not to beat a dead horse, but be a team. Like the wife should know that her husband's got her back. The husband should know that his wife has got, her, got his back. That mm-hmm. no matter how spectacular this guy is, he's never going to come between them. And the yeah. ethical guy, he's never, he's never even going to make the attempt to do that. Mm-hmm. But you should. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, I yeah. never, I never expect. I, I, I have never, ever, ever expected a guy to be ethical when it comes to my wife. Okay, I've never expected that. It's a bonus when he is, mm-hmm. but like I like I said earlier, all right. If my kids and the neighbor kids, neighbor's kids, are at my house and they're playing, and one of the neighbor's kids does something wrong, all right, that's not, that's not my that's not my kid. Go home now. If my kid does something wrong, my kid's gonna be punished because you know how we work here. You know the right thing. You know the wrong thing. I don't have an expectation of someone who I haven't raised or trained to behave up to my level of expectation. Well, it's like our mom so, used to always tell us. Remember the whole, you know, jump off a bridge thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. we would tell her, well, so-and-so did it. And she'd be like, that's not my kid. They don't she care. Said, yeah. And that's the same thing with the bull. Why should you expect the bull who... You, you don't know this guy. You only know what he tells you of himself. 
Everyone puts on a fucking mask when they're meeting people. It's the nature of people. Everybody tries to put their best foot forward when they're trying to stick their dick in your wife. All right. So you only know who he tells you he is. Mm -hmm. Your husband and wife, you guys have had time to be around each other, to to truly know each other. So I never have expectations of a bull. Hold on, hold on. I only have expectation of my wife. Hold hold on, brother. We got somebody that wants to say something. Uh, I want to welcome Shy Hot Wife to the mic. Hello? Can you hear us? You got to unmute your mic. Welcome, Shy Hot Wife. There she is. You wanted to say something? Hello. If you if you're speaking, we can't hear you. Yeah. No, you're not. Hope you're not that shy. Well. All right. Okay. Well, you let me know when you when you want to come back to the mic. So. Continue, brother. Yeah. So. I lost my thought. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> I lost it. Like, I'm getting old. But I guess, so I'm saying is basically, you know, the, the expectations of, the expectation is always going to be on my spouse. I mean, my wife and I, you know, we're stagging vixen. And, I, you know, as long as a guy's, the only, the only thing that will get a guy in trouble is if you do something my wife asks you not to do or if you physically hurt her. And I tell guys all the time, <clears throat> Anything you do to my wife that she tell you not to do to her, I'm doing it to you. You can take that how you want to take it. <laughs> That's <what's> going to happen. <laughs> outside of that, outside of that, if you can talk my wife into doing something that you know and she knows that I don't approve of, go for it. Do it. I mean, if she's mine, she's mine. Same thing with me. I mean, I've told my wife a thousand times. There is no female out there. I don't give a fuck how hot she thinks she is, what she has to offer. There is no female in the world that's going to make me do something that my wife doesn't approve of. Period. There's there's no there's no pussy that good. And that's how I feel. So if she doesn't feel the same way, why should I get mad at the bull? What <laughs> is the nat with the natural thing for a man to do, and that's try to conquer. But I mean, okay, we talked about that earlier, and what I said about that was I completely agree with you. But again, that's a level of enlightenment that I've, let's just say, I found it to be very rare, like extremely rare. Like I can count on one hand the number of people I've met in my journey in this lifestyle that have that level of enlightenment where they can see things that clearly, where they are that secure in the sense of, Yo, if you take her, she wasn't mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things yeah. that sound good, and it's one of those things that some people will, will say, but when it's actually tested, like when the rubber actually meets the road, deep down in their heart, they really don't feel like that. You know, like that's something that, if it's in you, something that you went through, something that you saw, solidified that feeling inside of you and once it's there it permeates in everything that you do it permeates in the way that you carry yourself you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i know enough to know that yes it would be much better if everybody was able to carry themselves like that 
But the reality is that most people don't. So I, I try to focus on the way things are as opposed to the way that things should be. But you know, I also and, 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 think and I, that... Now we're always striving for the way that things should be, but at the same time, I try not to lose sight of this is how things actually are. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe that in this lifestyle, in this lifestyle, that is a characteristic that can be developed. Yeah. And, and I say that even though that's, that is just because of how I was raised and who I was raised by, that was what I was taught from a young age. But I'm going to give you, I feel like if you get a couple and they are communicating, they're working, they're strong, and they continue to build that trust, I think they will get to that point. I mean, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite people in the world is on right now. That's Essence Sultry. Um, you haven't met her husband, Tommy. One of the coolest fucking guys I've ever met. I mean, period. Full stop. When they first got into the lifestyle, Megan was jealous. Now, through the amount of trust that they've built and developed, she's she's literally one of maybe five women I've ever met who matches Mrs. Mocha and her energy. And me and Tommy can sit down, drink, laugh, talk about our wives getting fucked, and no no issues, no insecurities, because it comes down to this. If we've built a bond strong enough, I'm not worried about you doing something. I'm not worried about you violating. I'm not worried that some dick's going to show up and I'm going to have to worry about it. She was talking on the, when him and I were on the podcast and they, last night. They've got, he's got cameras in the house, so she has a play date. And at any time, because he travels, he can pop in and watch this. Now, you, a lot of people may not get this, the level of intimacy that is. Most women, if they're fucking, a lot of women, I don't give a fuck what they say, they're not going to be unco- they're not going to be comfortable with the idea that any moment their husband can be watching them have a play date. They're not comfortable with it. With her, 1,000% comfortable. With him, 1,000% comfortable. And that didn't happen overnight. That happened over time. So I firmly believe that if you have a couple that's communicating and trusting one another, that can be fostered, that can be built. Is it easy? No, but there's nothing at all that's worth having that's easy to build. It's it's not going to be easy to build. So that's why, once again, I go back to the fact that the couples have the responsibility not the bull, not the single guys. I don't give a fuck what he does. As long as he doesn't do anything disrespectful for him to try to take my wife and try to convince her to do something that she's not supposed to do. I don't view that as disrespectful. I view that as, I view that as a chance that we take. And since I'm, it's it's like, it's like my wife is an anvil. I know good and well that this 20 pound person can't lift this anvil. So I'm not even concerned with it. You can try to pull it all you want. I'm not going to get mad if you're trying to lift something you can't lift. I'm not going to get mad at one of these guys for trying to take something that I know they can't take. 
okay, let me, let me, I want to play devil's advocate with you for a second, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the world of you. Yeah. And like I was saying before, it's a very enlightened state of mind. And being that in this lifestyle, you know, you have stags and you have cucks. And anyone listening can tell that you are firmly in, in the mindset of a man who labels himself as a stag. Mm-hmm. But what I hear is it, it reminds me of the stories that you hear when these people who were like all-time greats in a particular sport, whether it's a Michael Jordan, a Larry Bird, or Jerry Rice, or whatever, like people that played the sport at an extremely high level, and then they try to go into coaching. And, you know, when they get into coaching, it doesn't always work because they're saying things like, you know, hey, I need you to do this and do that and do that. And the other players are like, hey, man, we're not Michael Jordan. Like, we, we can't do what you do. Like, you're not coaching a bunch of Michael Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have that vertical. Everybody doesn't have that explosive first step. Everybody doesn't have that mindset that you have. So even though these things may come easily and naturally to you, they don't apply to the average person. And so I say that to say, I guess it's easy to say that, you know, hey, you know, my wife is an anvil and, you know, because you, you don't look at any guy bringing anything to the table that you can't do yourself, right? For the most no, part. I'm not, no, listen, I'm definitely not saying that. Listen, I'm not saying that at all, but let's use your analogy, all right? You're a sports guy a lot more than I am. Without Michael Jordan, there wouldn't have been a Kobe. There wouldn't have been a LeBron. First things first, people, when they're first starting out, the first time he touched the basketball is because he saw, if you're watching Michael Jordan do it. All right, so he has something to, he has something to work for. The problem in the lifestyle is oftentimes people don't have a blueprint. They don't have anything to, to reach for. And don't get me wrong. My wife and I, we have, we have had our challenges. It didn't just come naturally because understand, when her and I first met, we didn't share the same mindset. So my carefree, fuck whoever you want, mindset was not necessarily reciprocated in the beginning, okay? I mean, it, it, it doesn't come without bumps. And no one looks at, you look at Michael Jackson, you look at Michael Jackson who did, when he did a video, he'd fucking do a spin thousands and thousands of times to get it right. For me, when we got into this shit, every single time we got ready to go on a date, we talked about it. After every, to this day, after every single time she plays or I play, we talk about it every single time. It's, it's very easy for somebody to look at someone who's successful and say, oh, that came naturally. Everybody out there who owns a business and who's has some money in their pocket have to get pissed off when somebody looks at them and go, oh, you have it easy. They don't look at the times that you failed, how many times you went bankrupt, how many times you were hungry, how many times your kids were hungry. They don't look at that. The only thing they see is the end result when you're successful. Mm -hmm. That's the exact same thing in the lifestyle. No, listen, no one sees how many times Mrs. Mocha and I have had disputes. Nobody sees how many times she's cried. Nobody's seen how many times I pulled a little bit of hair out of my head because 
we just weren't firing on the same cylinder. That didn't mean we didn't stop trying. That that didn't mean that we gave up, but we kept working at it, kept working at it, kept working at it, communicating. There were things that she agreed with that I didn't agree with. And so we had to find common ground. It's hard work. Absolutely. I'm only one person. She's the second half. And if you know her and know me, we're very opposite. So for us to be able to work and work and work and work at it until we got the things got smooth, same thing like with Tommy and Megan. You know, me and Tommy had a long talk about how they got into it, the hurdles that they had to the 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 hurdles that they overcame looking at the religious background and things like that. My wife's father is a fucking Southern Baptist preacher. So, so it, believe me, there's a lot of work that went into it. And I'm not saying that people are supposed to do great day one, but I'm saying that they should at least have the mentality that as hard as it is going to be to communicate and get well at this, Number one, it's worth it because it is a fucking wonderful life once you're doing well. And number two, if we can get past the first few hurdles, all the things that we want, all of our fantasies can come true, and our level of communication is going to be far better than any vanilla relationship out there. The The best vanilla relationships communication will never compare to the best communication between a couple in the lifestyle. And especially in my opinion, a cuckold couple. So let me, since you bring that up, let me pose a question because I know whether it's somebody listening right now or somebody who's going to listen to the, you know, the tape broadcast of this. And that is, I can imagine that there are some cuck husbands out there who are listening to this who are saying, okay, it's easy or easier for a man who's a stag to feel that confident. But how does that, how does that apply when part of our dynamic is my wife getting something that I am incapable of, of providing? And I'll I'll give you an example. I'm not going to name names, but there was a situation um, that occurred at Splash where uh, there's a cuckold couple that I know and his wife played with somebody. And then he and I had a conversation and in his comment to me was, how can I compete with that? Like, like watching the way that this man fucked his wife. You know, he was like, how can I compete with that? Like, it was, it was beyond anything that she and I have ever done, even on my best day. And so what I always tell right, but what I always try to tell cucks is to focus on the ninety-five percent of the stuff that they are capable of doing for their wives, and the things that they do bring to the table, and the ways that they are capable of fulfilling her, and not focusing on that five percent that someone may do better than them. So the question that I'm posing to you is speaking on that confidence. How do you then translate that into giving, you know, getting a cuck to have that same level of security and confidence in his position? Well, okay, so first, <laughs> this is a totally different topic, okay? And, and let, me, let me start off by saying a few weeks ago, 
my wife, Megan, myself, and my boy Dennis was at the house. And he all fucked me. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> hey, hey, he was Michael Jordan that day. He all fucked me. He and look, he fucked them. He fucked them. I fucked them. He fucked them some more. I tapped out, and he was still fucking them. Bottom line is, there's always gonna be somebody that cannot fuck you. Let's get that straight. Absolutely. I don't have. I'm not an arrogant person. I'm confident, and I'm confident. My confidence comes for from the amount of love I have for my wife, not arrogance. Because there's always going to be a better looking guy. There's always going to be a better dick. There's always going to be some guy who's going to fuck me. There's always going to be some guy who's got, you know, a better, who, who who's better with words than I am. That's not what makes my, my connection with my wife. The physical thing, because you know something, a day's going to come when your wife can't fuck no more, neither can you. But me and her... My wife and I, we're going to set our old wrinkle lashes down and I'm going to still love her like I did the first day that I decided that I loved her. So what I can do with my dick or what the next guy can do with his dick has nothing to do with that. And the fact of the matter is, I'm sure that he made that comment, but I'm sure that his dick was hard while he was watching it because oh, his absolutely. love for her, <laughs> his love for her and the fact that he's in that role he wants to see someone fuck her better. So that little, that, that part with a lot of guys, especially a lot of cucks, a lot of times, yes, it makes them feel a little insecure. Okay. But it's the best way it's been explained to me when that's been said to me by cucks is, you know, it made me a little jealous. It made me a little insecure, but I was jealous and insecure while I was jacking my dick thinking about it. So, they're get they're getting what they're supposed to be getting, because the one thing I respect about most ninety percent of the cucks that I've met is they they don't want their wife to be getting fucked by some guy who fucks who can't fuck who fucks less than them. Okay, they always want some guy to out fuck them for their wife. So with him, that's not the confidence issue. That's you know that's the sensation that he's looking for. It's slightly humiliating. And it's arousing at the same time. Me personally, if I get humiliated by something, my dick's not going to get hard. All right. The dick don't lie. If the dick gets hard <laughs> by an action, <laughs> then that means I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I always say, man. A hard dick and a wet pussy don't lie. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, I just wanted to say if anybody wants to, you know, pose a question or have a comment, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out how this works. Like I said, this is my first time hosting the spaces. So if you want to raise your hand, I can, I can, I can get them in there. All they have to do is request it. If they request, I mean, I can also push the button and get them in there. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Cause we want, we want this to be interactive because me, me and Mr. Mocha will, we'll run our mouths all night. I mean, we do it on the phone all the time. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to be cognizant of the fact that this is a spaces, not just me and him kicking it on the phone. So um, if anybody has something that they want to say, I see my brother, uh, Mr. Legendary in here. If you want to add something, might be cool to have the perspective of another, you know, experienced bull in the lifestyle. So if you're able to, brother, won't you step up to the mic? If you can't, if you're in the middle of something, I'll understand. Um, I see my man Drew Martin is in here as well. Another experienced brother. So, you know, we want people to feel welcome to participate, and even, you know, whether, whether it's to make a comment or to ask a question or whatever, feel free to step up. I mean, I just want to make a side note. 
Um, I was looking at uh, Kelly Slut here. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that I'm a fan of um, breast and your breast. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I am drooling that. I'm foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog right now. I just want you to know that. Good job. You keep doing whatever it is that you do. You keep feeding those breasts, whatever you're feeding them. Thank you. Thank you. I, listen, I don't even have my glasses on, and I was like, wait, is that cleavage? <laughs> I know Megan's laughing at me right now. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> so um, I guess to, to piggyback on what we was talking about earlier about the, um, you know, the onus and, and, who, and who it falls to, we were saying before how it falls to ultimately at the end of the day, you know, to the couple. But in certain instances, not certain instances, but you have certain guys, you know, bulls, whether it's myself, John Legendary, Mr. Mocha, uh, Drew Martin, guys who are experienced, who who bring ethics to the table, is the way that I kind of look at this situation, it's like when you were a kid and you would go to an amusement park and you would have chaperones, right? Like, kids, you expect them to OD on cotton candy and milkshakes and ice cream and what have you and then get on rides that spin you around in a circle real fast you don't expect the chaperones to do that like you expect the chaperones to kind of keep a head on their shoulder and kind of oversee everything so i say that to say as it pertains to this lifestyle especially when i'm dealing with the newer couple is i go into it with the understanding that it's it's within the realm of possibility that she might get caught up. I mean, she might get swept away because all of this is new. Everything that she's feeling is new. But somebody has to keep their head on their shoulders. I mean, somebody has to keep their eyes wide open. And so any situation I go into, I'm going into it keeping my eyes on the prize, keeping my eyes wide open. Now, if, if she's on point, then great. You got two sets of eyes on it. If he's on point, great. You got six sets of eyes on it. But you're always going to have at least two eyes on it, which are mine. Like, that's what I can control is how I handle it. I'm not going to get caught up. I'm not going to get swept away. I'm always going to be on point. And what happens is when you have the bull getting swept away and you have the wife getting swept away and then you have the husband who is unaware that they're being swept away, like we were talking about before, that, that's when problems can occur. That's when problems can arise. And if I never hear another horror story about this lifestyle going wrong for somebody, it'll be a happy day for me. But I know realistically, as long as this lifestyle exists, those horror stories are going to exist. All I can do is put out the information to try to mitigate the damage. I can't force people to listen to the information. I can't force people to read the information. But the information is there. And if it happens, it's because you chose not to read that information or listen to that information. So for any couple that's listening to this right now, especially if you're new, keep your eyes open. You can enjoy yourself. You can have fun. But just like driving, you still got to keep your eyes on the road. You still got to be aware of your surroundings and be aware of what's going on around you. So, I mean, Mr. Mocha and myself, we're not saying this to scare anybody but we just want you to be aware okay we got another request from okay the cuckold next door let me bring you in 
Okay, cuckold next door, you are now a speaker. So uh, when you can activate your mic, uh, what you got to say? No, I just had a quick question. Um, I was just going to ask, how often do you see um, situations going awry? Like, uh, you know, um, bulls and uh, ladies, you know, getting involved and then leaving the husband out of it. And, you know, like the situation, relationships ending between those two. Um. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in terms of like a fire. You know what I'm saying like you know you see the news and there's a fire and they'll say like a one alarm fire or a two alarm so on and so forth. I've seen far more one alarm fires than I've seen like where they got to call like four and five firehouses. Meaning I've seen instances where something may start, but the couple was able to catch it in time. I have seen things go completely off the rails and couples wind up getting a divorce, you know, going their separate ways. I haven't seen it a lot, but I've seen it enough to know that it happens. And if those one alarm fires wouldn't have been caught in time, they could have definitely progressed to the point where it did get to that point. I mean, so it's, it's definitely a possibility. And I'm not going to sit here and say that any time a marriage has ended, that it was completely due to the bull's interference or whatever. I mean, obviously there are other things going on, but that did play a major, you know, a major part in it. Again, going back to, you know, what we were saying in the beginning, which is don't ignore those red flags. I mean, like, like pay attention to them and, 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 the best way that I can put the way a red flag makes you feel is remember that feeling you had when you were in grade school and the teacher was writing on a chalkboard and the chalk would squeak on the board, you know, that, that screeching noise and the way it kind of makes your skin crawl. Well, when somebody does that in their personality or the way they behave or whatever, and it gives you that same kind of internal feeling, don't ignore that. I mean, like that's the, that's the, <laughs> that that's the lifestyle guide's trying to tell you something. What do we got to? I mean, you also got to keep in mind that uh, the the challenge is usually the 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 if it was that sensation, you know, most people would it'd be easy to ignore. But usually, it's it's when it's you're in the heat of the moment, you know, dick's hard and the pussy's wet, and you know uh, something is is offered and you can. Say, oh well, if I do this, it won't be that bad. I mean, that's just that's where we're usually get in trouble, you know. But the the it's it's kind of simple, you know. You know what your spouse likes and what your spouse don't like, and that little voice that's whispering behind your erection, <laughs> 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 or or behind those juices that are dripping between your thighs. That little voice that you can barely hear, that's the one that you need to reach and listen for. But to answer his question, I will say this. You know, lifestyle is lifestyle, whether it's cuckold, stag vixen, swinging, poly, whatever it may be. Um, Anything that's outside of the regular sexual norms, um, the regular monogamous relationship, um, 
I honestly believe that those relationships tend to be a lot stronger. Um, I know that when we hear of a couple getting divorced, you know, it's like, oh, wow. I mean, after being in the game for 20 years, I mean, I can probably only name name about 10. And I've been in the game for a long time. You know, in the, the situation with most of your, your cuckold couples, what usually happens is, you know, the couple, they're going to have a tiff. They're going to have some problems. The bull's going to get fired. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna, they're going to get rid of that guy. They're going to take a break, and they're going to come back. They're going to rework some things. They're going to learn from those lessons. Uh, the same thing with every other couple in a lifestyle because they're, it's, it's just inevitable. There is no instruction manual to fucking somebody other than your spouse, okay? Society doesn't have a manual for it. Society really don't even have counselors for it. You're just starting to get a few, get some counselors who are progressive enough to even offer some advice. But I mean, really there, there's no blueprint for, for the lifestyle because it's outside of, of societal norms. But I will say that in my personal experience, people in the lifestyle and pretty much all aspects of the lifestyle tend to have stronger relationships than regular monogamous couples because you know, they've shared more. They've, they've had to be more honest, even in the situation with, you know, a couple who, where a husband or a wife may step over the line, you know, they still usually have a little more communication and yeah, they're going to have a tiff because everybody's had a tiff. Every couple's had a tiff because once again, this is, this is not what you, when you, like nobody as a kid said, I'm going to grow up and be a swinger. Okay. Nobody's parents said, Hey, when you grow up, you can be a swinger. Like you're taught your whole life that, you know, in movies, everything, you know, when are you going to make an honest woman out of my daughter? Okay. When are we going to get married? That's what everybody's taught. And once you're married, you hear people, okay, you go, so, so your, so your oats, you know, you know, and that's that's through multiple cultures. You know, you can do rumspringer. You know, go get wild and then bring your ass back home, settle down, and be a decent member of society. You know, the things that we do in a lifestyle are things that people aren't supposed to do. All right, so no, there's not a manual to it, but I will still say that it's it's not often that you're going to have people getting divorces, even when they have when they do run into issues with the bulls. You know, for the most part, usually it's just the bull's going to get, you know, 86 and the couple's going to regroup. They may take a month off. They may take a year off. They may decide that the lifestyle is not for us if they haven't been in for a while. But most people who run into the, the hangups, even the big snags, don't leave the lifestyle permanently. Because if you've been if you've been in the lifestyle long enough, I think that the lifestyle becomes more of a sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, you know, where it's like this is this is what we do. Like, I would never ask my wife. I I would never say, honey, I want to get out of the lifestyle. You know, and I hear people say bullshit all the time. Well, if you're in theory, if your wife came to you and said, Hey, I want to get out of the lifestyle. What are you going to say? Um, call me a dick. 
call call me a dick, but I'm going to say this. If my wife came to me and said, hey, honey, you should go suck some dick. That's not what I do. I'm not going to do it. That's not my sexuality. Right. Okay. So I would not come to go to her. The woman who's over the last 11 years has fucked as much as she likes and had all the dick she wants said, honey, we're going to get out of lifestyle. I'd be out of my fucking mind. I mean, at some point, you mean to tell me that's like to me telling somebody, okay, from now on, we're gonna get rid of the, the get rid of the cable TV, all right, and we're gonna get rid of the internet. You can live without it. You can we really want to though. But yeah, but can you be? Can you truly say you're happy with something that you've had for the last decade, and all of a sudden? Me just tell you you can't have it. Mind you, all your friends still have it. All your friends still got the fucking internet. All your but friends you can don't. watch the latest movies, but you don't. Now, I've always, listen, I've got yelled at for saying this before, and people are like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. You know, oh, if your wife wants you to get out of lifestyle, you know, you're just going to be like, fuck her. No. I've told my wife before, like right now, when my wife is, when my if my wife is not feeling well, if there's if she has some physical limitations, I'm I'm more interested in making sure she's good than doing anything else. But if you just get an attitude because I stared at the ass too hard and you don't like it and you want me to get on a lifestyle, probably gonna laugh at you. And it'll be vice versa. Anybody who knows Mrs. Mocha, I I wish I would go upstairs and say, Hey baby, look, tomorrow we're out of lifestyle. She laughed me out of the fucking house. I could say that to her when we could get into an we could get into a lifestyle argument, and I could say that, and she laughed me out of the house. <laughs> Yo, we, we, got, we got a couple of new speakers in here, so I want to bring my man John, uh, legendary, to the mic. I see you in here, brother. Uh, what you want to lend to the conversation? Hey, what's going on? So legendary. Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on? Good, brother? good, good, good. So I. I care about how uh, different couples should vet bulls in a, in a certain way. Um, but I also think that we have to kind of do, you know, our due diligence in vetting couples because, you know, absolutely. I, I've been in situations where agree. you're doing your homework. You're trying to understand, you know, what they're into and, and you know, how everyone likes to be treated. But you don't have a good understanding of their the healthiness of that relationship. And I think the worst thing that you can do, because I've been in this situation, is coming into this situation where you know all about their sexual fantasies and dynamics, but you're coming in at the tail end of, of a relationship or a, a last try. Um, you know, we're trying Band-Aid. to do something and trying to be, you know, the, the band-aid. Yeah. 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 And then immediately after it's a breakup, you know, a divorce and you weren't the real cause. You may have been the last straw, but they've had some systemic issues prior to you being even in the equation. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think we have to just make sure we're doing our due diligence and not even getting into those situations. Um, but you can't avoid it. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you, listen, uh, we're getting ready to get a divorce. 
we're gonna try your dick out. If your dick saves the marriage, we're good. You really can't. <laughs> like your, yeah, your dick's not a superhero. Maybe good dick, <laughs> but I mean, from our Actually, from the bull standpoint, we don't have control. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a situation where it happened and it's like, okay, well, what do I do? We, we've already established a great connection um, between me and the missus. Uh, she still wants to play. He's no longer in the picture. Is it, is it ethical to keep playing or mm-hmm. should I, should I roll out? I'm fucking her. <laughs> you mean when, you, know I mean, you, you mean when she's single, like now that she's yeah, single? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's the, yeah, that's a that's a that's a personal choice. I mean, me yeah. personally, usually if I mess with anybody single, I usually have like I have like space on the roster for like one at a time. Because one of the things I find about single women in this lifestyle is they come with a shelf life. Like, there's only yeah. but so long she's going to be happy with the current arrangement. And that's not saying that's not saying anything negative about. It. I mean, she should go after what no, she wants. Realistic, yeah. After like, a while, the the eye is going to wear off. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. she, she's she's going she's going to get tired of spending you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day alone. I mean, because because I'm, I'm going to be. He's with just I'm asking: Is it ethical to fuck her after they break up? <laughs> I agree. And that's I what he want to know. I think it is. I mean, yeah. broken up. So. I'm fucking her. I'm I'm yeah. fucking her. I'm letting you know now. I'm doing it. So hold on. We got, we got somebody new in the room. Uh, uh, I think it's your guy. What's up, man? You want to lend anything to the on, conversation? Keith? How you no, doing, man? How your you doing? guy, my dude. What's up? Face it. I mean, sorry, Mister Mocha. What's going on with you? Man? Uh, good to hear from you, man. Appreciate you. Always good to have you. Keys and ankles. Nice to meet you. And shout out to my man John Legendary up in here. Likewise. Um. You guys are having a great conversation. There were so many talking points I wanted to jump in on, but, you know, I'm a guest, so I want to make sure I'm giving my due respect. But the one thing that I do definitely want to say is I think what happens, especially not just with this lifestyle, but anything that goes on the sexual spectrum, is that people either do one of two things. They either separate the sexuality from real-life experience, and that's kind of where, like, and if you've ever heard me talk where I call them window shops, that's where they kind of come in. So they're just here for the cheap thrill, the instant gratification, and they're going to leave. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to be involved with somebody that's in this for the lifestyle, someone like Mr. Mocha or Keith, like yourself, right, that's where things start to get muddy because you both aren't operating on the same intention level. And that's, and that's in my opinion, from my experience from when I was active in this lifestyle, and the cucks that I dealt with, and also the other bulls that I dealt with, I noticed that the people that were very forthcoming, honest, and actually a little bit more uh, scrutinizing when it came to their vetting process were usually the people that had less issues. But the people that were pretty much kind of like happy-go-lucky and like, hey, we just seen your dick. Let's go suck it right now. It's like, yeah, these are usually the people where you get like the problems from where that one interaction, like you said, might not be the reason why they break up, but it might be the little pressure that that fracture needed to just completely destroy everything that they've already had going. So I think it, I think most of the time what we do is just we we unintentionally either dehumanize something about this experience or we put way too much emphasis on it and take it way too serious. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a balancing act. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I definitely you, agree. Like, you do want to take it seriously because these are people's, like, lives that you're dealing right, exactly. with and that you're being invited to. But at the same time, we're, we're, we're in this to have fun. 
I'm saying? Right, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like definitely they, a balance. They do it at the wrong time. Right, right. No, definitely, no, definitely good points, brother. I appreciate it. Because there was one thing. Oh, he he always got good points. And Mocha, you, you brought this up, right, where it was the the husband might want to try, like, the cleaning up thing or whatever the case may be. And that might be something that he's always had the intention of doing, but he never brought it up to the wife. So now both the bull and the wife are kind of like, whoa, you didn't even know that he was into this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're not having that type of communication with your partner who you're supposed to be with, and I got a train coming about, so I'm going to try to get this through quickly. How can you expect a, a trio to be able to come together? Two people can't come together. It's simple math. Three people ain't going to be able to come together. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. as, as a bull, for me, the way that I particularly handle it is, I'm going to ask those questions. I mean, I'm I'm throwing out questions left and right, whether it's to mm-hmm. her or to him, or if I'm talking to both of them, you know, with, with whatever the case may be, I'm I'm putting those questions out there. In other words, for me, I'm not going to sit back and wait for them to 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 bring these things to me because I don't want to be in the moment and have exactly. shit get awkward. So I'm I'm hey, gonna listen, don't, yeah. don't 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 give him the next episode, baby, because we still gonna get on how the bulls supposed to act. Don't give him the next one yet. Listen here for the next one. As bulls, we we don't we don't we're not off the hook. This conversation because the you know who's supposed to hold bulls accountable? Other fucking Other bulls. bulls. Because Other fucking because bulls. Exactly. exactly. You fuck the game up for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Right. The couples you making us all have a bad name. They exactly. All associate us the same way. And you know exactly. what, Mocha? It's the same thing as being a man. Other men yep. are supposed to check other men. <laughs> there you go. Like I said, the not there different. you go, baby. I'm with you. You feel me? I'm with you. <laughs> That's why I fuck with you. That's why I fuck with you. Because at the end of the day, it's there's no difference whether I'm a bull, whether I'm a cuck, whether I'm uh, sissy, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Like, if that's how you label yourself, that's how you identify yourself, or if that's something that resonates with you, like you said, Mr. Mocha, it kind of becomes a sexuality. It, kind of, it, it becomes a part of you. So you can never really get out of it. It's yeah. something that either you're going to indulge in or something that you're going to repress. And the people that are living the lifestyle choose not to repress it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, psychologically speaking, you know, when you're forced to repress something, you know, it, it, it's never good. Nah, you know, you yeah, have to find you have to find an outlet. Yeah, you wind up. You have to out. find an outlet. Right. Nah, that's, yeah. That's From what I've understood, that's why a lot of the the couples kind of get into this because the woman feels so sexually repressed. You know what I'm saying? So she she can never really fully experience pleasure because she's not tapping into the things that really get her off. And for the women that like maybe having multiple partners or maybe just having a different partner while the husband is watching. That's an itch that they need scratched. And when it doesn't get scratched, either they get depressed, you know, they get angry, they get aggressive. These are all things naturally that occur with any aspect of human being life. So why is it any different when it comes to sex? Mm-hmm. And, and listen, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly just slightly disagree. And I'm not gonna say disagree. I'll say in my opinion that's the overcomplication. You know why? Because think of it like this from our standpoint. If you and I to fuck as many as many women as we want. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's because we want to do it and because we can. Right. 
to me, the, 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 the female women are the same. They're humans. They have mm-hmm. sexual desires. And to me, is it just like us? Like if we can't go fuck a hundred women, I mean, we're not repressed if we're fucking one, but we feel a lot better if we're fucking a hundred. Right. And I think the female is the same way. Like it's, it's, it's the freedom. It's the ability not necessary to fuck a thousand men, but being able to, having the right to, being able to say, hey, I'm free. You know, right. so I, I feel you, but I, I don't even think it's, I just think it's this, it's on the same premise as, as us, as men. Like, I don't see a difference. I tell people this all the time. This is, this is fucking basic human. This is the nature of life. There were three things that every single living thing every every animal is going to desire if they've never seen anything if they're by themselves at some point you're going to get hungry some point you're going to get thirsty at some point you're going to get hungry if you were raised in a cave by yourself you're going to jack your dick you're going to eat some food you're going to want some water i think you're uh, horny on that last <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hungry, hungry, horny, and thirsty. Those are three things that everybody's going to automatically feel. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that people, that's why people who are outside of lifestyle, it's crazy how society has made us repress that one thing. Okay. There's a restaurant on every goddamn corner. And you know something? All of the food in these restaurants have nothing to do with sustaining life. It's Dairy Queens, McDonald's, Burger King, is a bunch of bullshit food that's actually shortening your life, but it's fucking pleasure. All right? You can get water anywhere. There's water fountains in the goddamn park. Now, sex is the only only thing... Drink feed. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let the motherfuckers get thirsty enough, they'll be drinking out of the toilet. I can promise you that. Because it's what the body fucking needs. And sex is the exact same way. Why why is it that sex is the one thing that society is able to restrict when there are only three things that you will that your body will work will crave that it never has to be talk about, taught. You never have to be taught to masturbate. You don't got to be taught to do that. I, I you don't got to talk. A certain extent. Oh, please, please share. No, the only reason why I say a certain extent is because I feel like people know how to do the act of masturbation. So in my opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, there are two ways to masturbate. There's masturbating just kind of like, figure things out, and then when you really know your body, that means that you can get yourself off pretty much better than anybody else can. And this is, you know, what that experience is kind of garnered towards. But the reason why I say that is because, and also what I said earlier, because me and you both feel the exact same way about how men and women both need this. But what you said earlier resonated with me because I think that was my point, is that women aren't usually given the freedom to express Mm. it the way that we are able to. And that's more gotcha. so what I was talking about. And this is why I find it so empowering to women because I speak to a lot of women in this lifestyle and they do tell me that they feel empowered. They feel great because they can express themselves freely mm-hmm. without the scrutiny of, oh my God, she's a whore because she wants 10 dicks at once. And this lifestyle mm-hmm. is, you want 10 dicks at once? That's great. Do you want to try 15? We might be <laughs> tomorrow. You know? so yeah, yeah. That's where it is. You know, if you're in an environment where the things that you like are promoted and loved and celebrated. You want you want to be a little bit more 
uh, cordial around people, nicer around people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Listen, hey, hey, I'm gonna tell you this. Listen, anytime he jumps on, anytime he jumps into a conversation, man, he brings fire. Anytime. That's what's like up. he. He's somebody who will challenge your brain. I can promise you that he will challenge. He will challenge your brain. He thinks about what he says, and he has the ability to look at things very objectively. And also, he can make his point. So I, I love when he jumps in. I get a little salty when he be listening to the podcast and he don't jump in. I'd be sitting there waiting for him <laughs> to jump in. Because, you know, y'all be having such good conversations, man. I don't want to come in on the wrong time and interrupt somebody's point. I know. Did I just hear a lady's voice? I thought I did. I'm running, I'm running around. I'm taking care of some business. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so I, was... I thought I heard a lady's voice somewhere. Like, wait, hold on. What happened? <laughs> I thought you were like, like, lady to jump in. That's I what I'm talking about. My wife is not with me right now. My wife is not with me right now. But I thought I thought you'd let somebody in there, uh, Mr. Mocha. <clears throat> no, no. Although I have been staring at uh, Vixen Magdalene, which uh, it makes me very happy to look at that profile. Uh, thank you very, very much. True. Very true. I saw very the much. one that you were talking about earlier, brother. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like every few minutes, I like click on another one. Like, so if I haven't looked at your profile, if I haven't said anything about for us, not that I haven't looked at you yet. It's just that, like, I kind of, I kind of wait and just kind of going like peeking, you know. So, you know, I appreciate all the, the greatness out there. No, you know. Absolutely. You know uh, so I don't. I I know that me and you can can talk all night, and I want to be mindful of. Of, of the time and I know you and uh Mrs. Mocha got something lined up for this evening so I mean I, th- I think we did I right for the first installment of bullshit <laughs> yeah, yeah I enjoyed it you know what I'm saying I, I think it's something that will definitely yeah, I'm gonna be down, guys. I appreciate the opportunity man. hey man thank you man definitely appreciate you contributing to the conversation always feel, feel free to jump in anytime you know but uh yeah I, I, I think that the, the first test run of of bullshit went pretty well. I mean, hopefully everybody enjoyed listening. Um, you know, I know I enjoyed, you know, talking and hearing different people yeah, saying different just, things. Just so y'all know, literally, this is what me and him do. Like, we have these conversations all the time. Like, at the end of every conversation, we're like, we should have recorded that conversation because then we get on the mic and we've already discussed it, so we just leave. So the, the fire that we had when we going back and forth to each other, we go going to each other next off air, like, and then we get here, we've already gone to each other next, and so we're like, all right, all right, fuck it, let's just go in there. You know. Yeah, we got to take advantage of these spaces more often, I guess. Yeah, and I think I think we definitely need to come back and and make it you know, kind of, kind of talk to the Bulls because I think that is one of the biggest issues. I know when we're a splash, you do something for the Bulls, and you know my interaction with the Bulls and Splash are a little different. Um, but I think you know Mike has great, great perspective and great information for the Bulls because he has a lot more. You know, Mr. Mo and I get hit up by by cuckold couples very often I know that uh keys and anklets they he gets ten times the amount of, of people reaching out to him and what he has is very valuable because he's literally 
talking to bulls directly from the ear, the mouths of the couples, the, the concerns, the questions, the complaints. So the things that he's saying is literally coming straight from those couples. And I think for us to be able to, you know, get on here and talk bullshit and allow couples to chime in, allow bulls to to chime in and give bulls some knowledge because a lot of you guys out there fucking up the game. I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna lie about it. You know, a lot of, I mean, and for me, like for me, fortunately, you know, being that I am married now, you know, back in the day before I was married, like, listen, I used to love to swoop in there and, and pick up couples as some guy who was a, 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 a wannabe bull or some guy who didn't know how to play the game right went in and fucked up because I was a fucking superhero by just simply going in and doing the right thing, you know, and, you know, us having a conversation and everything comes down to don't let your dick get you in trouble. That's it. And there's a million ways your dick can get you in trouble. And like we said earlier, bulls, we check other bulls. That's the way it should be. That's what keeps bulls honest. Yeah. That's the way. And the, the good bulls don't mind being checked. Like the guys that want to be good and want to be better don't mind being checked. You know what I'm saying, like, I, I, I have conversations with guys all the time, you know, and I, as I call it, you know, those private conversations are like, yo, brother, this is what the word on the street is. Like, multiple couples have come to me, and this is the issue that they have with you. Now, you can either listen to me and correct that behavior, or you can find yourself ostracized from the lifestyle in about a year or two. I mean, so now I, look who just jumped in. Look who just jumped into who's listening now. Little sexy ass Anya. Yeah, I see. I see uh, her in there. Uh, I see her in there out there living her best life. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's probably somewhere where she can't say hi to us. But man, her perspective would have been fucking phenomenal. Carly was on earlier. I thought she was going to jump in and talk to us, but you know, I don't think we're worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll appreciate that comment. <laughs> That's all right. But look, man, I'm gonna try to jump back on when you and Mrs. Mocha have your thing popping off tonight. I want to thank everybody that that chimed in and listened. I mean, my apologies for the little technical snafu I had earlier, but I'll, I'll get this figured out. I'll get this figured out. Mr. Mocha going to going tutor me on on how the spaces actually works and everything. Yeah, else. listen, we'll figure it out together. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, everybody, have a good night, man. Thank you. For, for popping in. Thank you for joining me, my brother. Great time, man. Great uh, time. Thank you for having me. We'll be we'll be doing it again soon. Definitely. I I enjoyed it. It was fun. All right, brother. Oh, happy, happy birthday to you, Jack. I know I might be a day or two late, but happy birthday, fellow well, Capricorn. No, well, I'm Jack, happy birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Jack. I, I don't know who you are, but if my brother say happy birthday, I'm assuming you're a good guy, so happy birthday to you. Uh, Vixen, um, was it, uh, um, Magdalene, thank you for having such a sexy profile. I appreciate that. Uh, Anya, <laughs> we have unfinished business. <laughs> and, uh, Mrs. Mocha, she, she's got a, a meeting she's in. And once she gets out of the meeting, we'll be jumping on here together and have some fun with you guys. All right, man. I'll be there. All right. All peace. Right. Later. Later.